1: I'm Dr. Bob, and each week I'll be your guide on this trippy tour through 535 mid-century masterpieces of graphic noveldom. This week, Flash number 161, cover date May 1966, cover price 12 cents, cover artist Carmine Infantino and Murphy Anderson, edited by Julius Schwartz, featuring The Case of the Curious Costume, written by Robert Kaniger, art by Carmine Infantino and Joe Giella, and the mirror with 2020 vision written by john broom art by carmine infantino and joe giella are you ready are you with it and then away we go go When Flash makes a brief stop in an alternate dimension populated by beings that move at incredible speed, he's late for his own wedding. When Iris storms out, Flash gives up his Flash identity. Seeing his costume in the Flash Museum, Barry puts it on and defeats a gang of crooks. Meanwhile, the Mirror Master invents a new mirror which can see 20 seconds into the future. Flash travels three days into the future where he tricks Mirror Master into believing that Flash has been destroyed. Confused? Don't worry. Dr. Husband will be right back to Explain everything.
0: He's the monarch of motion, the sultan of speed, the wizard of whizzle, yes indeed. Go from here to China in a no-time flat, beat the speed of light and justice is his aim wears a ring with the flashes uniform in it when ding!
1: what's wrong pardon what's wrong what do you mean why are you crying oh that wasn't me that was my t-shirt in the hamper (laughs) I just put we have a very close connection
2: oh I see yeah you do wear that um, t-shirt a lot
1: he was I assume it's a he okay because I'm a man Um, my teacher was crying for the separation oh he has separation anxiety does he Mm mm-hmm okay Yeah. Okay. Um, I was thinking of putting it in a museum. Your T-shirt? Yeah. Are
2: you going to wash it first?
1: No, no, because uh, part of the appeal that people would want to come to see is just to be, you know, experience me through my T-shirt. Okay. And
2: part of that is not bathing. Right. Well, I'm sorry, it's not washing the T-shirt. I'll bathe. Yeah, I'll bathe for my public
1: appearances and my promotional tour of the museum. The. Uh, Dr. Bob Museum.
2: Okay. Okay. Which
1: I will be establishing and choosing all the exhibits for, and in fact, just going in whenever I want and taking exhibits out. Like if I want to wear my T-shirt again, okay, I'll just walk right into the museum, and take it. Oh, well, that's, that's after a... hours, probably. Oh,
2: okay. You'll have your own key. Uh, naturally. Does that mean I'll be second key? Yes. Oh.
1: Just like the old days at yes. Bentley's Luggage and Gifts.
2: Gets. Yes.
1: Was it gifts or crafts?
2: Gifts. Gifts. Crafts.
1: Okay. Um, Luxury gifts. Hey, we're back. Hello, everyone. Uh, we didn't intend to be gone for two weeks, but, you know. We had to happened. travel. We traveled for my birthday. Yes, we did. I'm 49 again. Yes.
2: What happened? Why did we miss two weeks? Well, though? Safi, we had Oh,
1: yeah. We lost our 15-year-old dog, Safi. We sure did. Um, but she was 15,
2: and a half.
1: And a half. And she had cancer and lived long beyond her diagnosis would have indicated she would. Yes. So we yes. were grateful for every moment. We were certainly grateful for that. And, and we
2: then we left continue to town. be grateful.
1: Yes. Yeah.
2: We but that was, for... that was a very sad weekend.
1: Yes. Yeah. Um, then we went for drunken debauchery at my um, <laughs> sisters. sister's house. With both sisters. Both sisters. We went dancing in the streets, no. didn't we? We were dancing, yes. Yes. And we went to this cool place in Columbus, Ohio called Otherworld, which is like a kind of if you gave Tim Burton an empty box store space. Like a Best Buy. And told him to make a walk-through dark ride. That's exactly what this was.
2: Except it wasn't horribly scary. Not scary,
1: no, just weird. Really weird. And... um,
2: We also went to... uh, My sisters,
1: I should say that award have never listened to this show. But.
2: Yes uh, Guerra's Crazy Tacos
1: In Springfield, Ohio
2: Love Highly that Highly recommended. Love it Love it Love it
1: And I mm. got a new job You know
2: yeah. no Big deal Yeah um, So we've been busy And I'm sorry We've been gone So now we're back We're back And we're back with Flash episode number 161 The Mirror with 2020 Vision It sees all Knows all And tells all and Plus, there's a second issue, a second rather it starts with one story and ends with a second story. A
1: comic mag first, yeah, an entirely different story based, based on, on last issue's sensational, sensational cover. cover. Now you'll remember that we did talk about last issue's cover, mm-hmm. uh, in which the Flash gives up his Flash identity and nails his costume to a tree and with along with a note that says I'm through. Knocking myself out as the Flash. I quit. Goodbye and good riddance. Signed, the X flash That's true. Um, we covered that in episode 9, didn't we? Way back in April of 2018. Can you believe? Oh, my
2: gosh. I
1: haven't stuck with anything this long since I got married.
2: Do you keep a spreadsheet? I do. Okay. I have a
1: little Excel spreadsheet with all the episodes with cover it images for each episode. If a certain hound
2: dog keeps whining, I'll lock him out of the room. Yeah,
1: why is he whining? Because I
2: closed his his room where he likes to hang out and watch things outside the window and bark. And I didn't want him to bark during the podcast.
1: Good call. Yeah. So whining is better, probably. Well, he's quiet. Um, The splash page is going to be actually this new story based on last issues cover. Now, you know, that's how they used to do things. Especially this editor, Julius Schwartz. Mm -hmm. Um, He would... Commission the cover. Okay. And then he just showed the Build the story around the cover? Yeah, just say, here's the cover, uh, write a story about it.
2: They didn't have any kind of like uh consultation meeting over it? or
1: I doubt it. Writers they, gathering? No. Okay. I I mean, maybe. Mm-hmm. I haven't really done my research. I just know that that was a popular method for that particular editorial team. Yeah. Just do the cover. <clears throat> Excuse wow. me. Do the cover, then write the story. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of a good idea. Yeah. Honestly, I am I could come up with covers all day. But if I had to do a whole story, <laughs> let somebody else do it.
2: <laughs> uh, so we move into the cover. I mean, we move into the front splash page, yes? Splash page, yes. Yep. And it's The Flash Presents a Sensational Comic Bag. First, the provocative scene depicted below was the basis for the last issue's memorable, quote, The Flash's Final Fling, written by Gardner Fox. It was based on an original cover idea dreamed up by the editor. However, we go, we go below that picture, which shows, of course, the uh, Flash's uniform hanging on a tree and Flash walking away. But how would another writer treat the same idea, we wondered. To satisfy our curiosity, we commissioned Robert Kaniger, originator of The Flash and its showcase tryout, to write his own version, which turned out to be entirely different from Fox's story, as you'll see for yourself when you read The Case of the Curious
1: Correct. Gardner Fox, of course, was a seminal uh, writer in the golden age of comics, was very involved in the original Flash's adventures, Mm -hmm. uh, as well as the Justice Society of America. And there is a new book about Gardner Fox called Gardner Fox, The Forgotten All-Star, written by a young woman named Jennifer DeRoss. And you can hear her interviewed over Mm -hmm. on our friend's podcast, Gal Walks Into a Comic Shop. I believe it's their latest episode. Has an interview with her. So go listen to that. I should also mention that I was a guest on another podcast, Cinema Chop Shop, which you can find uh, the latest episode of. Okay. On your favorite podcast downloading app. Mm -hmm. That's what the kids say, app. Um, Talking about live-action Disney movies of the 60s and 70s, which, as you know, is not a particular speciality of mine. No. But it sure was fun. Back to the Flash. Okay. Uh, Case of the Curious Costume. Now, I was angry at this story as we get into it. I'll tell you when we get to the part that made me angry. First panel. Bang, Pow. Guns ablazing from someone wearing a U.S. soldier mm-hmm. uh, uniform, just to illustrate that the soldier and his gun often have a relationship as strong as life and death.
2: So they, uh, there are three panels where the where Robert Caniger has anthropomorphized yes the gun, giving it its own voice right.
1: what was What would a gun voice sound like come again
2: I'll never leave you Sarge I'm yours for keeps nothing will ever separate us
1: good can you try one more time but make it sexier I'll never leave you Sarge oh the uh, other direction sexier I'll never leave that's you that's it uh-huh.
2: <laughs> Okay. go on I'll never leave you Sarge Wait, wait is it a gay gun? Is it a girl's is it a girl's voice? Well,
1: I don't know Robert Kaniger, you know, we've seen a lot of his wartime stories.
2: I'll never leave you, Sarge. I'm yours for keeps. Nothing no, that's will ever it. separate mm-hmm. us. Yeah.
1: Um so he's drawing on his vast military background too. right
2: so he starts with that basically he says you know there's a, that, a, that a soldier has a relationship with his gun they form a relationship as strong as life and death they always count on this gun and the guys the, the soldier's talking to his gun thanks pal you always come through when all the marbles are down i'd rather give up my
1: right arm than you okay yeah. um robert Kaniger also wrote the first story of this new barry allen flash i think we've mentioned that before so that's Presumably, why he was called upon to write this story. Okay, he's going to go a little far with this mm-hmm. relationship between a soldier and and his or her tool, yeah. As it was, mm-hmm. anyway. Back to Central City, the Flash is uh, fighting some crooks who have an armored tank. He's uh, taking the tank apart, rivet by rivet.
2: Is that what he's doing?
1: I think so. Yeah, he vibrates through the tank. Yeah. Okay. And uh the thing falls apart.
2: I just figured his force of vibrating through is making it fall apart. But okay. No,
1: I mean that could be.
2: Yeah. He's not like using like a screwdriver and rapidly taking out the rivets. Right, or, right, right. Yeah.
1: Um, next we have another scene where some crooks have walled up the flash inside of uh masonry contraption of some kind. Mm-hmm. Now how they would must the flash have knocked <laughs> him
2: out. I know I thought about it. Okay. Is this what really made you angry? No. Okay, because I thought about it when I was reading it too. I said, "How did they get the flash in there long enough to put the blocks in to wall him in?" To right, you know, come on.
1: But it this. doesn't work because he does a super fast spin and right. spins out. Right. Then he's back in his apartment or wherever, and he's talking to his costume.
2: Talking to his costume.
1: Now, as you know, his costume springs out of a ring that he wears, and yes. when upon contact with air, it expands to normal size. So, I suppose this is the moment before he super compresses his costume back into tiny size to fit in a ring, right? Right. And the costume says. What? uh,
2: I'll never leave you, Barry.
1: No, I'm looking for more of a like. (laughs) Like a.
2: Why don't you just do it
1: then? Well, I'm not very good at impressions.
2: Okay, so you want what you. I'll I'll never.
1: i your second skin Get it, second skin because it's like a snake voice Yeah, 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 yeah Okay I only come to life when you put me on We've been through my, too much for us ever to be separated I'll never leave you Never
2: Never Never ah, 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 ah. Sounds like an evil costume
1: yeah, so page three, I got to the bottom of page three, yep. and I thought, well, this is a story about his costume is haunted, and that's why he's going to nail it to a tree. Sure. Nope. nope. Next page, oh, it's his wedding. This is what made me mad, because we start in the splash page with full acknowledgement that this is a story created based on the cover of the last issue, which has all already had its own story. Yep. So we go in with an acknowledgement that these are all just imaginary stories. Right. Bam, it's his wedding. Yeah. Well, then that made me angry. I'm like, what? They can't have a wedding in the middle of a story that's imaginary because they're it's Barry and Iris. They're in love. I thought
2: that the whole thing was poorly written, but I thought, we'd wait to, I thought I'd wait to the end to tell you that.
1: Oh, well, if you do something like that against a spoiler alert oh. so that people who don't want to be surprised— can turn off
2: Okay, well, I'll just pretend that I really like the story And I'll argue with you about okay. it Okay Come on, Bob, they're getting married What's they're... wrong with that? It's a sweet story in the middle of this this saga of him and his re- very close relationship with his second skin
1: Right So, uh, Iris West mm-hmm. is wearing a Spanish Catholic wedding gown mm-hmm. With full wimple Yes they're at the city hall in front of a judge because yes. they're um, not religious. No. Um, she's with her father, Professor Ira West, and her nephew, Wally.
2: Who is actually
1: Kid Flash. Um, now, Iris has pulled a fast one. Barry she is has. always late for mm-hmm. things. So she told Barry that the wedding was two hours earlier than it actually is. Oh, an hour. One, one hour, hour yeah.
2: Sorry, I was gonna correct you, but I was looking for my
1: back up there. So yeah,
2: so he has he thinks he's going to arrive and you know on time.
1: Right. So Barry, knowing that Iris is going to expect him to be late, decides mm-hmm. he's going to set out one hour earlier than the time he's expected to be there. So two which, hours before the wedding. Two hours before the wedding, because he's been tricked. Yes. On the way, because he's walking to the courthouse mm-hmm. down his beautiful mid-century central city town. Mm-hmm. He sees a turtle flying at rocket speed through traffic. Yeah. What's up with that? Page four. A flying turtle. I thought he's going to fight his arch nemesis, the tortoise. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, okay. But you wouldn't have known that. No. Because it's written by Robert Kaniger and he wrote The First Adventure of the Flash who where he fought... Is it tortoise or turtle? I can't remember. I don't know. Anyway, it's a villain who's super slow. Okay. And that's how he outwits the Flash, because Flash can't move that slow. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, Naturally, he ducks into a nearby open cellar that's just open on the street.
2: As one does in a city, yes.
1: To uh, capture the turtle for the Flash Museum.
2: Yeah, that made me sad. Yeah, right? He wanted to capture a fast live turtle. For his museum,
1: right? Don't no curiosity, be a, curiosity about why. it's No, it's, it's fast. like oh, it's
2: look, it's a fast turtle. I'm going yep. to capture it, kill it, and put it in my museum.
1: Well, he didn't say he was going to kill it.
2: All right, well, what else are you going to do with it? Without? Put in a
1: cage like Superman's Fortress of Solitude has an interplanetary zoo oh, with live creatures for himself only. For himself only, yeah. uh, confined in tiny spaces. Okay. Um,
2: no problem and, with that whatsoever.
1: No. So he takes off after the turtle. Mm-hmm. The turtle's too fast for him. Yeah. And it's flying at jet rocket speed. It's amazing. Faster and faster he goes until finally crack. He, he
2: says he feels as if he's just broken out of an egg. And, he, and this is weird. So he cracks at the bottom of page five, right? You yep. go to page six yep. and he's standing up still. There's a man holding a turtle. No transition from... Leaving our dimension into the other, like skidding to a halt or anything, it's just crack, boom, stands there.
1: Well, that's the transition, the crack, boom.
2: I would have liked a welcome into this. We, we actually join, the, in the next page, we actually join them with the conversation that's just started, that has already right. started, in Media Race.
1: Right. Right? Well, these kids in the 60s, they didn't have to have everything spelled out. For
2: I don't him. think it's too much to ask for that.
1: We get a like, I box. would like to have,
2: liked to have something, you know, where he says, where am I? What just happened? Hello, my name is Guntor or whatever, you know, when
1: you are at whatever. In a super fast dimension where everything goes super fast. right? Um, well, Guntor and his pet turtle. Mm-hmm. Which, incidentally, is the slowest thing in this dimension. Yeah. How'd the turtle get into our dimension?
2: He just gets bored. Whenever he visits Earth, and he races everything, he races. When he gets, in, he has an inferiority complex. So to get rid of it, he uh, okay. visits Earth. Yeah. But how? I who knows? How does he break through the dimension in his in his uh right. dimension? How does he break through to go into the other
1: one? Anyway, Flash and Guntor are watching a skyscraper be constructed by robot arms, which is finished in less than a minute, and Guntor says slow, aren't they? We'll have to dock their pay.
2: Mm, mm mm mm. End of part one. Let's go to the next one.
1: So in the in the next panel
2: where they're talking, another skyscraper gets constructed. Yeah. And He's sitting there going, wait a second, wait a second, what's going on? I've only spent about a minute here, but a second skyscraper has shot up next to the first. Two skyscrapers built in a minute. Wow, how long is 60 seconds here measured in ordinary Earth time? And he says, I don't know. I don't know. He says, uh, uh, I'd have to figure it out with pen and pen, pencil and paper because electronic computers are too slow for us.
1: Really? So Me, turtles, turtles computers- can move super fast on this world, but... I mean, the turtles on this world move normal turtle speed.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So you'd think that a computer chip would move relative to the speed of this dimension. dimension exactly, which would be faster. Which would be faster than pencil and paper. Mm-hmm. Well, we don't get to explore that possibility because Flash's leaving. Yeah, Reversing Boom. his vibrations to the exact frequency which sped him to this sphere of super speed thinking he has all the time in the world to get back to his wedding but guess what he does not he does not he's 5 hours late Ooh. everyone has left Boy, iris is it. humiliated
2: iris is furious she throws those roses at him and then goes at him with cat claws
1: yep uh she says we're through i never want to see you again she points to herself <laughs> and says say goodbye to this baby <laughs> That. She
2: didn't say that, but I know that's from. Kids in the Hall, bring candy.
1: Um, Barry is tossing and turning. He goes to the home of Professor Ira West, who's confused for a minute. He thinks Barry and Iris are on their honeymoon.
2: May I ask you something? hmm Have you ever actually tried visually counting sheep,
1: um, jumping over a fence? I have tried, maybe not sheep, but I have tried, like, counting things. Slowly in mm-hmm. my head to mm-hmm. fall asleep. It doesn't work. No, by doesn't. the way. No. Um, yeah, yeah. No, it's the answer to your question.
2: I have tried to count, and I get bored, and my, yeah, my right. brain just gets faster. and won't let me sleep.
1: Um, I would always think about how delicious leg of lamb is <laughs> with British mint sauce. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Professor Ira West. Uh, regains his senses and says Iris has gone to visit her friend in a mountain cabin. Her friend Ramona. Mm-hmm. In a mountain cabin at Rainbow Lake. No TV, no radio, no newspapers, no men. And no you to forget. That's right. Uh, Barry goes home dejected to his bachelor quarters. I don't know what he's d- doing here. It's like playing with his costume.
2: Yeah, it's sort of like... Droop, noodled all over the floor. I don't understand. He's clearly depressed. Yeah. Sad. He's sad. Yeah, yeah. And then he he goes to the drive-in theater without. Oh, I didn't even notice that. What that panel on the on page I think is eight. Yeah. Um, as days go by, filled with nothing but emptiness, I feel like a ghost at a drive-in. I didn't even. I just sort of. I just glanced over that panel. I didn't uh, realize that he was staring at the people making out in the car next to oh. him. oh
1: did you just now? I did. <laughs> How weird is that? This is like a romance comic inserted yeah. here all of a sudden. Yeah, he's, I did. I,
2: I did. My eyes did go to the bottom right one. I've got nothing to look forward to but a lifetime of being called Uncle Barry without Iris. That made me yeah. sad for him.
1: Yeah. Well, that's now we get to the meat of the story where yeah. he's nailed his costume to a tree with a giant note. I'm through hanging, uh, I can't read it, it's too small, knocking myself out as The Flash, I quit, goodbye and good riddance, The Flash.
2: Now, on the cover, he walks away with a brief suitcase in hand and putting on a hat. Mm -hmm. In this, he does not.
1: Well, we have to allow some artistic license. After all, it's already been a story based on that cover. And this
2: is what made me mad. He cries. He
1: cries. And the costume cries.
2: As There's if the costume of... were a sentient being.
1: Right. Two days later. Mm-hmm. He's given up speed, so he had to take a bus and a plane to get to uh, Mountain no Rainbow Lake.
2: I didn't realize he gave up speed altogether. I know he gave up the costume, but
1: Yeah, yeah. I would have gotten here in a flash if I hadn't said goodbye to speed and used a plane and hired a car to get to within walking distance of Iris' friend's mountain retreat.
2: I read that and did not remember it. Well, because I was focused were, on that bear.
1: You were also sleeping. In
2: I the was car. sleeping in the car.
1: Um, yes, Iris... I, this is right.
2: This is actually where I started to fall asleep. <laughs>
1: right here, Iris and Ramona are under attack by a giant bear. Yeah, uh, Barry needs to save them, but he must remember not to move fast as the Flash, lest he reveal his secret identity.
2: So he gets knocked around by this bear.
1: Yeah, so he just walks up to the bear and gets. <laughs> punched around now bears could kill you
2: yeah i'm assuming that i mean i've seen bear claws yeah. you know um and th- they can rip right through you so i'm assuming that he just he got punched you know he he moved with enough speed to dodge being having his skin ripped open mm-hmm. right and muscles torn
1: although look his clothes are in tatters yeah and then <laughs>
2: this semi-intelligent bear gets scolded by his trainer right
1: yeah it turns out he's a circus, a retired circus bear who retired. just wandered off,
2: collecting his pension. Yeah, he probably went down to the pharmacy to get his newspaper and have some lunch, mm-hmm. have coffee with the fellows, and mm-hmm. encountered these girls. Maybe their perfume set him off, mm-hmm. and up walks Barry.
1: Barry, yes,
2: and uh, and gets and he just it just it's enough to set him over the edge. He's back in his fighting days in the prime of his life. I'm talking about the bear, uh-huh. and just takes it all out on Barry. Right, we could you know we could literally write another comic about this bear's day
1: just based on this one panel. Yes. We could write two or three different stories. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, my stories would involve Ramona being upset to learn that she has a retired circus bear living within walking distance of her rec- secluded mountain cabin. <laughs>
2: and what about this guy? Where's the HOA you.
1: when you need it? Uh, yeah, <laughs> he
2: says. And the guy says, "You're too old to fight anymore. Now go home before Papa spank you."
1: Oh, what? I imagined he had a, some kind of foreign accent because he was a circus man.
2: Oh, yes. And what do you think he would use to spank a bear? Probably a two by four.
1: Uh, or no, a, free... a tabloid magazine would be oh, fine. Just a rolled up magazine, yeah, like a Vanity Fair or a. Well, you know it works for book. Butler.
2: All I have to do is smack the countertop with it. I don't even ever have to touch him. Right? Yeah. Don't and...
1: you ever touch him, or you could have words with me. <laughs> <sighs>
2: Well, Iris is having nothing to do with no, this, even though her boyfriend's just been flattened by a bear. She's...
1: Who do you think you are? The Flash? The Flash? He's a real man. Not a stumbling clown like you who can't even get to his own wedding on time. You
0: ain't no man. You get out of here right now.
1: Now, in classic superhero fashion, Barry has become his own rival. <gasps> oh. Which, you know, I don't think the Flash... Like, that was pretty common that the the... Secret Identity would have a girlfriend who was also in love with yeah the superhero. Like that was Lois a common Lane. trope. Trope, yes, thank you. But I don't know that that's been so so much happening with The Flash. I think Barry and Iris are truly in love. And that she hasn't paid much mind to The Flash other than in her... Reporting duties uh, as a news hen for thank picture you news. for
2: bringing that up because I was thinking that I, I don't know the Flash for, you know, I mean, I'm, this is the first Flash comics, I mean, in, in the history of Flash comics, right, the right, first right. that I'm reading. And um, I thought, well, gosh, just, she really doesn't, okay, so she doesn't know that he's the Flash. No, not yet. And she's in love with both the Flash and Barry? What's that about, you know? So, I mean, it's not uncommon, obviously, so it's a common trope, right, but. Yeah. but
1: hmm. Anyway, something. Like, uh, like Lois, yeah, like Lois. She's like not Superman. in love with Clark Kent. No. no, I mean not yet. Not in Who the nineteen sixties. Is she? Simpering milk toast. Is she in love with Clark Kent in the sixties? No, no, no. Okay, but she does suspect that Clark Kent is Superman, so mm. she's always trying to trick him and prove it.
2: Yeah.
1: Also, trick him into marriage, Superman. That is. Mm. Anyway, some hikers have discovered the Flash costume nailed to a tree, so they've taken it to the Flash Museum.
2: Which is a weird way see it standing there, up, uh, sort of nailed or hung or something on the wall.
1: Well, I think what they weird... hung it exactly the way that they found it in the woods. Yeah, but uh,
2: it's just, you know, kind of like on the wall. There's nothing special about it. There's no, there's no placard or anything. It does have a guard. Yes. Standing beside it, yeah.
1: Um, the populace is stunned. Finally, only Barry is left in the deserted museum, and he speaks to his costume mm-hmm. i had to do it you understand i didn't have a life of my own anymore why shouldn't i try anything to win iris back
2: and he thinks to himself what am i doing talking to a uniform as if it's alive i better get out of here before they throw a butterfly net around me <laughs> i guess that's what they used to do was, for
1: crazy people for crazy yeah, people, yeah. Uh, then suddenly <laughs>
2: uh. This is where the story really goes off the rails.
1: The costume speaks to him. Mm. We don't need to belabor the point. The costume in a ghostly snake voice in my imagination, mm. please don't leave me here all alone, don't desert me, blah blah blah, please put me back on after everything the we've been page, through. next page
2: it reaches it out reaches its an elasticy kind of wrinkly uh-huh. fabricy hand and taps him on the shoulder and pulls him That's back. That's
1: more of a caress, a caress on the shoulder.
2: Well, yeah, you would yes because the pinky is extended. You know, there's a gentleness to it. Yes. And then he looks back at its gaping maw and t- tears coming out of its <laughs> eye sockets. It. Oh, it's so weird. I and it says, well, "Sob, sob." It sobs four times.
1: Yeah, I don't want to stand in the way of your happiness. Maybe the costume is a woman. It's <laughs> an emotion. Maybe I should get fetch my T-shirt out of the hamper. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, he knows when he's beaten. He goes ahead and puts the costume on, just as Iris peeks her head around the corner. She sees him changing, and she overhears him saying, Iris has flipped the Flash, so I might as well become the Flash and win her back.
2: But we don't get any reaction from her. Robert Kaniger does not give us anything other than a slight tilt of the head. Well, there's
1: a reason for that. She's being held at gunpoint by those criminals.
2: I interpreted it as they came in right after she walked
1: in. Oh, well, it's not clear from the text. No. But I assumed that they had been standing there the whole time behind her. So they they
2: also would have heard what he said. Right. I love the gangster talk. The boss said he'd give us a grand for stealing the Flash's uniform so he could use it for target practice. But for bringing the Flash himself inside his uniform, he'll
1: ante up to a hundred thou! Yeah, and with this mouse in front of us for a shield, the Flash won't dare make a move against us. I'm not good at <laughs> <accents>. <laughs> That's good, I like that. I need to practice my accents more.
2: You should do that in the car on the way to work.
1: Um. Anyway, the Flash starts spinning like a human top as they fire their guns. I wonder yeah. if their guns are talking to them. Yeah, Twiggy. Go ahead, make my day. Uh, so they're
2: shooting back, but he seems to be grabbing their bullets and then flinging them back out at yeah. them,
1: mm-hmm.
2: avoiding Iris. Yeah. And then he grabs Iris and pulls her into the whirlwind or something. Yeah. I, you know, I thought, see that center panel? Panel? Excuse uh-huh. me. Where she's at an angle. Mm-hmm. I thought, well, is it going to rip her arm off? <laughs> <laughs> that would be a that, Wouldn't that be possible? A, a if he can fling bullets yeah. as fast as they can be shot, um, he could certainly, just by reaching his arm out, rip her arm right back, mm-hmm. right off. Yes. And then he kisses her.
1: At super speed. mm mm-hmm.
2: uh, that Would the friction from that super speed kiss possibly blister her lips?
1: I, I don't think we can be too concerned with physics at this point. Okay. Um, but he's going to run around the room with super oh. speed and punch the crooks. Do you know who we need uh,
2: to do a flash with?
1: My sister's boyfriend.
2: The physicist. He's a physicist. Yes, he could tell us all about the science, the real science of what happens when things like this happen. I
1: did ask him all about the atoms costume, which is made of white dwarf star matter. And he said that checks out 100%. You could absolutely just have a, a giant lump of white dwarf star on the Earth with no ill effects. I think he was joking. It's not, oh, yeah, not
2: yeah. He does study um, dark matter.
1: Yes. Yeah. Um, well... The Flash says to Iris, now you know all about me. You know who I really am. Mm-hmm. She doesn't believe it. She yeah, this thinks, is
2: weird. There she is with her eyes wide open. With your eyes wide open.
1: Um, and she says what, Bob? She says, that uniform, it, it really did something to you. Do you know it hypnotized me into thinking that I actually saw you as move as fast as The Flash?
2: Is she really that stupid? Well. Is she really that stupid?
1: I I like to think not, but they do call her a news hen, and she allows it, so. <laughs> oh, Barry, you tried so hard to impress me. Wait, who does she sound like? Anne Francis from the Ten Commandments. Oh. Oh, Barry, you tried so hard to impress me, even trying to impersonate the Flash. You need more kittenish. Thank goodness the guards arrived to rescue you from that awful gang That's Before it. they could harm you mm. How could I not forgive you, darling? You poor sweet fool I love you for it Love you
2: Later, the man and his uniform are reunited mm. Mm. <laughs> Gross I know, right? There it stands there, limp on the wall Oh, oh this is so
1: weird Do you think he'd choose his uniform? <laughs> like nails? No, like a towel Don't you hate that noise? would oh, people I, chew a towel why would you
2: why would you even bring that up
1: do you hate me no
2: Oh, now the one person that we know that listens to this is going to say something to me about it.
1: That's fine.
2: Oh, I hate it. Oh, Here's the thing that I hate. Yeah. You know when you're a kid and you're at a pool and you've been swimming all day. Yeah. And you're sitting there waiting for your parents to pick you up and you put the towel. Oh, my God. I'm getting I'm getting goosebumps <laughs> thinking about this right now. You put the towel about right around you and you daydream and you chew on your towel. I've never. And the dry towel touches your teeth and goes, ee, 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 ee. ee it makes that squeaking sound that sends me absolutely over the edge
1: i can honestly say that i've never done that unless it's
2: to annoy you i can eat crackers or triscuits or anything but if i hear anything squeak the teeth specifically a dry terry cloth towel it i want to die
1: why is that what's that song Oh, squeak the teeth. Squeak the teeth. kinda Andrew Dice Clay in it. Oh, squeak the teeth. You are making that up. I'm not. Somebody's going to know what I'm talking about. Anyway, All right. So,
2: well, how does this crazy thing end, Bob?
1: Good gosh, he's touching his costume's arm saying, "Good gosh, Am I shaking my uniform's hand, or is it shaking mine? Is he crazy? I mean, wouldn't he know? All right,
2: let's get into a better story. Well,
1: you know, he runs at super speed. Maybe that addles his brain somehow.
2: Possibly. This is a better story, the second one.
1: Yes, featuring the Mirror Master. Mirror, Mirror, Mirror. Um, I believe Mirror Master was one of the villains appearing... In The Flash's very first... No, it's the very first issue of The New Flash. Oh,
2: but let's share the story of saying mirror, mirror, mirror three times. You go ahead. Well, when we moved to Jacksonville, we had a visitor uh, come to our home, and she was a little exceptional. Um, and she came to look at our house and tour our house, and she saw our teaching studio.
1: We te- we're voice teachers. We're voice teachers, and
2: you need a mirror on the wall to teach voice... Um, Because people have to look at themselves when they're singing, and and you're always putting out posture and all that sort of stuff. And
1: I'm always asking who's the fairest of them all, me or my students. Exactly.
2: So um, this person that came to see the – when she walked into our teaching studio, she said – she looked at the mirror and she went, mirror, 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 three times in such a weird way. Yeah. That we – it left an impression on us. I mean, that was – Fourteen years ago. You know,
1: in hindsight, I wonder if she was casting a spell over our house. Maybe. To cause evil to follow us around. Well
2: that explains why we lost the house.
1: <laughs> the flash. Yep. In the mirror with twenty twenty vision. It was rough enough on Flash when the Mirror Master sprang his looking-glass tricks on him in the past, but now it's murder when the Reflector Robber, ah, Reflector Robber, that's a nice touch, comes up with a future-seeing mirror that shows him blasting the Scarlet Speedster out of its existence. No wonder the Mirror Master is so supremely confident as he waits for the future to repeat itself. I would have said Reflecting Robber, but I'll go with it. I can't... Figure out. In fact, I have never been able to able to figure out what's going on with Mirror Master's headpiece on the back there. Yeah, he's got like a. It's like a, those things that wrestlers wear around their heads.
2: Uh, ear protectors. Yeah. Yeah, so they don't get. Um,
1: but also a full face mask.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, his it's, costume is orange and green. Complementary colors. And he
2: carries a ray gun or two.
1: Yep, two ray guns. Mm-hmm. But that headpiece, I don't get it. Well, it can't be comfortable. Well, no, and how does he hear anything? I mean, I guess his ears are protected.
2: Well, I'm. we're going to get to something I'm going to ask you here in a few pages. I don't understand what he does. Okay. okay.
1: So we open uh, the Mirror Master, uh, real name Samuel Scudder. Mm-hmm. He's uh, looking in the mirror, smoking a cigarette, but what's this? His reflection is drinking a cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. Wah, wah. He apparently has invented a future mirror, which shows him his reflection 20 and 120th seconds from the present. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's running one last experiment to determine if he can indeed change the future that he sees. So he's going to do everything he can think of to avoid drinking a cup of coffee 20 seconds from now. Okay. The coffee already has to be made, right? Right. So if he's going to truly avoid drinking coffee in the future, maybe just don't make it. Because you couldn't make it in 20 seconds.
2: Uh... I it's the whole premise of this these um, seven panel oh, uh, yeah seven panels yeah it's incredibly stupid. I see myself doing something in the future. I'm going to leave my room and I have 20 seconds to not do it. Yep. But I simply cannot avoid it. I must come back and drink the coffee. Right. That's so stupid. So there must leaves- have been some other way to to prove if you if the if the person had really thought about it some other way to prove that. He can't change future. I mean, honestly, if you if we saw a picture of himself doing something as, as, as harmless and benign as drinking a cup of coffee, do you really you must come back in within twenty seconds and drink the coffee?
1: Well, I mean, because he knows it's going to happen, right? But he can't help him. He says he can't help himself. I had to come back here and drink this cup of coffee. I mean, who wrote this? I said it before. John Broom.
2: I mean, perhaps if if the cup of coffee, if, if the event that he saw 20 seconds into the future yeah. was a reaction to something that happened that is external to him, I would have believed it more right. than that he has complete control over the circumstances. He sees the image. Yeah. He knows it's 20 seconds into the future, and then and it's an image that is both seen, avoided, and controlled, and indulged in completely by himself. Yeah. That's what I have a hard time with.
1: Well, there may be some other supernatural force at work, as we'll see later, when the Flash tries to avoid his future.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: However, Mirror Master is delighted that now he's got proof positive that whatever I see in the mirror is compelled to come true. Now to cash in on my discovery at the Petty Art Gallery. I'm assuming it's named after probably Tom Petty. It's actually, it's,
2: it's named later on.
1: Uh. Orval you know, Petty. Okay. Wouldn't you know, here comes Iris West on a newspaper assignment mm-hmm. to cover the unveiling of a priceless rare mirror.
2: And she says, it's just going to be boring. You know, uh, we'll just get in and out of here really quickly, Barry.
1: Yeah, yeah. Barry's with her. Um, Orval Orval Petty, millionaire art dealer and recent purchaser of a rare Egyptian mirror. Uh, the prize mirror I'm about to show you is of polished silver with the signature of Cleopatra on its back. <laughs> Really? It was... Now, I'm presuming Cleopatra didn't make the mirror.
2: Why would she sign it? And I've it seen like, hieroglyphics, uh-huh. except, you know, when with this it, signature. Like, did
1: she take it to camp with her or something? <laughs> she had to put her name on it. Yeah. <laughs> so it didn't get mixed this up with the other girls? This mirror belongs to Cleopatra, queen Cle- of Egypt. Cleopatra,
2: W-U-Z, here. <laughs>
1: And here it is, Cleopatra's mirror, the only one of its kind in the world.
2: And then he says, Mirror Master says, oh, I wouldn't say that. This yeah. I, I did not understand. Even as, So let's read it together. Okay. Even as the cloth is whisked away, the Mirror Master makes his um, appearance a duplicate of the Cleopatra mirror in his hand. Huh? Which mirror is the authentic one? Right. He says, look at what's happening to your mirror. Tell me which one is real. Right. Right. I stole the Cleopatra artifact and substituted its mirror image in its place. I couldn't resist the dramatic effect of seeing your face registering shock and dismay, so I stayed on. But now I must depart. I know that in 20 seconds a flash will be here to try and capture me. Okay? So he's saying this out loud in front of all these people. hmm what is it that Mirror Master does that, he says, I use a mirror image, right? Yeah. What is it that he does that allows the image to be a solid object? Well,
1: he's got and all animated. kind of, right, he's got all kind of trick mirrors that, and I presume he can make some kind of hard holographic image to leave temporarily behind, because he pulls this kind of shit all the time. Because, as we'll learn on the next page, the man standing there... Talking,
2: this is what really bothers me, too. Well, the mirror master, the man who says, look what's happening to your mirror. Mm -hmm. Then tell me which one is real, right? Mm -hmm. He then runs out. There's a flash of light. He runs out with the mirror. Yeah. The flash comes up behind him on the next page, grabs him, snags him, and he vanishes into thin air. Right. Which tells me that either mirror master... Was on back on page three, actually, or whatever page it is, I can't read. Um, what was indeed standing there, and with that flash of light on the next page, that flash of light signified a, or started initiated the new mirror master mirror image escaping, or that mirror master was never actually there,
1: right? So Given as how we do see the thought balloon from the escaping mirror master, and given that we do see him looking into his future mirror to see that the flash is coming in 20 seconds to capture him, Mm -hmm. I would say that it has something to do with that brilliant flash of light that shoots out from a rotary mirror, Mm -hmm. blinding the crowd, that perhaps that also creates a mirror image and so the mirror master the real mirror master ducks out the bathroom window or something
2: with cleopatra's with mirror with cleopatra's
1: mirror leaving behind the mirror a image. mirror image which the flash tries to capture uh, yeah
2: and and the mirror image also has some form of solidity some form of some solid form because um, some weight to it because mm-hmm. Barry catches up to it the flash catches up to it hold on mirror master the only way you're going to travel is around and around and then he loses his grip and then the mirror master just fades away, disappears.
1: And right. talks to him. Right. Right? Right. Yeah, I mean this is the mirror master's gimmick. Then he creates mirror images and mirror trick things and Okay. Uh, and solid holograms apparently. Um so, you know, Cleopatra's mirror is probably gonna net him a nice bundle of cash with which to Further perfect his super scientific, futuristic technology that he uses to commit petty theft. Uh, we get a little flashback here as to how the Mirror Master invented his 22nd in the Future Mirror. Um, he sees now that the Flash is coming to capture him again, mm-hmm. um, creates another mirror image to trick the Flash. So Flash has a bright idea. He's going to travel three days into the future. Mm-hmm. And see what's what. So using his cosmic treadmill... Were you aware of the cosmic treadmill?
2: No, I was not. Okay. I do not know what the cosmic treadmill well, is. Well,
1: the Flash has a cosmic treadmill.
2: And that allows him to travel forward into the future?
1: Or backward into the past. Uh. I believe that is... Uh, well, nowadays, the Cosmic Treadmill is stored in the Flash Museum. Okay. But it might just be in his apartment now. Okay. Um, along with the costume pinned up to the wall. Right. Uh flash crisscrosses Central City, finds the Mirror Master's hideout. Uh, Mirror Master says, it's no use. I knew you'd be here 20 seconds before you appeared. Right. Uh, I know that... I'm going to shoot and shoot and shoot at you and miss, but I know that in 20 seconds I will hit you and you'll be disintegrated. Which, in fact, is, is what exactly happens. what happens. Yeah. Mirror Master even gives him a scary countdown. Yeah. Flash is destroyed completely. That's what you think, Mirror Master. Steps up right from behind him. Flash is hiding behind the wall. Comes in. Knocks the gun out of Mirror Master's hand.
2: Cooler and destroys the mirror.
1: This is a nice touch. He punches him. From both sides of his face at the same time. I love that. Uh, land belted from
2: two sides at once. He said, Here's one you couldn't foresee.
1: Boom! While his fist image still registers on Mirror Master's retina, Flash races around to the other side. This would be a good time to play the Loretta's Lin Song Fist City. <laughs> so he's got some work to
2: do because he did see uh, that. Um, Iris is going to be at the police station, and he wants to give her the story. So he carries him, the mirror master, to the police station to and? give Iris the exclusive story. Um, and he explains how he did it.
1: Right. Iris is confused. How did you do it? How would you ever do it, Flash? This bothered me a little bit, Bob. I mean, I do Why? like this story because yeah. I thought he's
2: giving away some pretty valuable secrets to her. To which she's going to publish. Right. Which his enemies could potentially use.
1: Well, I guess she'll have to clear it with him before she publishes it, right? She says,
2: please don't skip any of the details.
1: Yeah. So what, hap- what had happened was... You see, what had happened was... He, at the moment that Mirror Master blasted him to smithereens, he actually just relaxed the vibrations in his body, which sent him back to his point of origin mm-hmm. three days in the past. Mm. And then he just hung around <laughs> for three days. What do you suppose he was doing? What, do you suppose he literally was standing in this room behind this wall for three days or was he, uh, so
2: imagine that mirror master does not know that Flash is in that room for three days. Right. So, what did Flash do? Did he like? Did he go to the bathroom? Did he sneak right, around? That's what I was thinking. Right? Did, did Mirror? Sorry, did you just imagine Mirror Master like talking to himself and humming to uh-huh. himself because he thinks he's home alone, picking his nose? Oh, that being be the worst. You know, like, <laughs> like Flash is right around the corner, and Mirror Master's like, oh gosh, I'm so tired. I wish I'd slept better last night. And he's just sort of talking. And he moans. He stretches. He farts. All <laughs> those awful. You know, those things that you do when you when you're by yourself. Right. I mean, I talk to the dogs.
1: Well, I'm sure you remember the moment of my greatest humiliation of my life. When you were practicing an argument. I was practicing a conversation that I had to have a difficult conversation. Right, which which
2: people do all the time.
1: Do they? No, they really do. Okay.
2: Yes, but it was so embarrassing. But I was in the
1: car practicing and I accidentally butt dialed my home (laughs) answering machine.
2: And it was all recorded on the voice And it was a
1: long answering machine of me. Arguing with and myself.
2: I said to Bob, I played him for him, I said, what, what, what is this? And you were true. I felt so sad for you. You were true. And I, and, and I said, no, I do this all the time. Mm-hmm. I don't, I mean, people, I do, I, if you ask any of your friends and ask them, do, do they ever practice arguments? They'll say, so, oh yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Now I have a problem. But more it was terribly problem. embarrassing at the time. Right. Sorry, go ahead. Let's I have more out. of a problem with actually Flash existing with himself in the same moment in time. Well, he did talk about that. Where? What?
2: Um, he said, um, I tried not to capture the Mirror Master before he shot me, but I couldn't move a muscle. Some strange natural law that governs time travel must be preventing me. All right. What I saw... So that's what a, I, what what I was talking about. Was, the Mirror
1: Master was forced to drink the coffee because it's some kind of strange time... Okay. Power. Okay. No, I'm more concerned with the, the flash is standing. Well no no
2: no 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 no. The mirror master drank the coffee because he saw the thing in the mirror, he initiated the avoidance behavior, he walked he chose to walk out and he chose to walk right back in and drink the coffee. He knew that was going to happen. No, but look what flash he Flash could not could not do. He couldn't move because if he did and saw himself, that would be an imbalance of the laws of nature. No. As the, the fictitious laws of time the, travel. I'm flashing
1: back in time now. Okay. Mirror Master says, I can't help myself. Meaning he's some supernatural force is forcing him to come back and drink the coffee.
2: Oh, it's just so stupid.
1: Well, I didn't say it made sense. I just we said all know that, that
2: if you... If you see something in the future and you make an alternate choice, you rewrite the future, and therefore create an alternate universe.
1: Right. Well, That's what I'm saying, that they can't. do. They're trying to create an alternate universe, and they can't. Because I'm sure someone's going
2: to hear my part of the argument and say, well, why can't you see it like he can see it? This I, is what
1: I'm saying. Flat. I the, hear you. The I... time travel rules of comics dictate that you cannot exist with yourself at the same time. Right. So that the, one of these flashes would have to be a phantom in order to observe what's happening. They can't physically be in the same moment at the same... But they aren't in
2: the same moment at the they same They are, time. because
1: look at this bottom of page 9. Flash, The Flash from three days in the past is rushing in to fight the Mirror Master, while the Flash that has been waiting for three days is but standing he, right there watching.
2: He's also future Flash, and he's also three days older.
1: Right, but it's still the same person. Like, Superman can't... He's not. He is. He's in a, he's, he's he's existing in two timelines. He's three But he's th- not. It's the same time. Superman cannot go back to his boyhood in Smallville and meet himself as a boy. Because not one of them is going to have to be a phantom observing things. They can't physically exist at the same place at the same time. Is it possible that, no. that Flash, no. as he's standing no, around... No, you're cancelled.
2: Observing around the, over his shoulder, is it possible that even though he's physically there, he's not actually in that timeline until the flash that comes in and is destroyed starts over? Like uh, that second, that 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 moment that he's destroyed. Now he's in the right
1: timeline. Well, then they should have drawn him as dotted lines around him. That's how the, everybody knows you're a phantom. <laughs> That's how Casper looks when he's invisible. <laughs> Do you remember in in Harry Potter? Uh huh. When they... thats magic. That's different. That's not physics. That's magic.
2: <laughs> magic and physics are the same thing. One is explained with formulas, and one is explained with belief and gestures and 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 material incantations and all sorts of things. I just said material incantations. I didn't mean that. But it's a time turner, Rob. It's a t- what? Okay. What? Clearly I don't understand how time travel works in comics. Well,
1: magic is magic and science is science.
2: But what about those comic books where they where there are people who are magicians?
1: Like who's that's... the character
2: in Doom Patrol that I like so much?
1: Mento. That's not a magician? No. Robot Man? Elastigirl. No. Negative man? The Chief.
2: No, he's a He's a character that just came into the television series that we were watching. And... Oh, the T V series is very different. But I also like, um, for example, uh, mm-hmm. Dr. Strange. Yes. He's a magician. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. He doesn't use science.
1: Well, if you're talking about the movie universe, they explain it as just advanced science, which is not correct, if you ask me.
2: Fine. And now I return to my chair as the dullard in the corner with the hat who doesn't know very much about comics and remains blissfully unaware of how, the, how things work in the
1: comic world. You're not wearing a hat.
2: <laughs> okay, later at the Petty Art Gallery, where the stolen—I thought that that comma was um, an abre- some sort of some sort of strange abbreviation. Want the
1: Cleopatra Mirror, uh,
2: yeah, the stolen, like stole, stole uh, Cleopatra Mirror <laughs> has been
1: returned. Sigh, Iris says it's beautiful, enchanting. Uh. Oh, it's more than that, Iris. It also reveals the future. I can see myself kissing you right here five seconds from now. (laughs) Barry, you wouldn't dare. Not in public. I have to, honey. I just can't help myself. Hey, Rob. Yeah? I'm coming over. I can't help myself. I'm kissing you against your will because the mirror told me I had to. It wasn't against my will. Oh, well, it's against Iris's will. That's my point. (laughs) Barry you're disgusting don't you ever kiss me listen she said no no is no Barry right this is a different get time get to your Bob. damn wedding on time if you want to kiss
2: mm.
1: <sighs> of course Barry really didn't see his future reflection in the mirror he just wanted to take advantage of Iris against her will
2: let's go to the top of that top panel the long panel down mm-hmm. the last page what is a couple looking at over their shoulder uh, Is this a shmoo?
1: It's a painting. It looks kind of like... Do you see the shmoo s- in the lower the right-hand corner? swamp thing, except swamp doesn't exist yet. The swamp <laughs> thing doesn't exist yet. Um, or it looks like the scream mask, doesn't it? Mm, yeah. It looks like snot, like someone took snot. It's, it's a really crappy painting. Hey, who was that painter we knew that would paint with like bacterial cultures? Matteo. Matteo would paint with... Uh, he probably has used Snot. No, he, but but his paintings are really interesting, weren't well, they? Well, they, because they're made with bacteria, yeah. and they grow and change and evolve into horrible diseases. Well. And that's why humanity was wiped out. <laughs> Just before the robot revolution. Um, that's all we have for this time.
2: Well, I preferred the second story to the first.
1: Yes, I think we, so say we all. So say we all. I think Robert Kaniger should stick to his pathos and war stories why do you suppose they brought in Robert Kaniger because he was the original originator of the silver age flash okay I'm sure that's why hey Bob yeah would you remind me of what silver age means please silver age uh, so the golden age of comics was when the superheroes first appeared in the 40s well roughly from 1938 was when Superman first appeared okay through uh, well we'll say 1956 okay so as you may remember, superheroes had a peak and then they kind of dwindled down. I so do. by the early fifties, we really only had Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, and Green Arrow, okay. where the the superheroes being published by DC. We also had some news stories of Captain America and the Human Torch and the Submariner mm-hmm. over at Timely comics. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then in nineteen fifty six, uh oh, also we had a lot of like, you know. Frontier comics like Tomahawk and Cowboys were big. War comics, of course. Then in 1956, DC Comics decided to bring back superheroes from the golden age. The first of which was The Flash, who Barry Allen, The Flash, premiered in Showcase Comics number 4 Mm -hmm. in 1956. Robert Kaniger. Robert Kaniger Mm -hmm. and Carmine Infantino who Mm -hmm. drew this issue. Mm -hmm. So that's considered the start of the Silver Age. Mm Mm-hmm. 1956. 1956. Roughly through, on. uh, you know, the early 1970s. Um, I have to double check my math on this, but I think so. Then we have the Bronze Age, which is the start. Kind of they're
2: going backwards, and
1: well, and, yeah, because it's yeah. considered, you know, the Golden age was the best, okay. which is not really true story wise. But uh, so Bronze Age is when comics became sort of more real and and uh, modern. And I think that might be... Probably,
2: probably reflecting... Well, the time. Absolutely yes. reflecting the, the, what was going on in social, social, social issues at the time.
1: Um, I'd have to check my sources on this, but I think the Bronze Age is considered to start like with a series of stories featuring Green Lantern and Green Arrow mm-hmm. by Dennis O'Neill and uh, Neil Adams from the late 60s, okay. early 70s. Yeah, um, Which were, you know... Fighting racism and overpopulation and pollution and things like that, yeah, drug abuse, all the hits, sure, um, what was your original question, Silver Age yeah yeah, so fine. yeah, Silver Age, late fifties, early sixties mm-hmm. um of course, that creates a problem in d c comics
2: right, because, because of certain heroes not existing at the same time, right, and, so and you
1: have Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman existing all through this whole time period, but then you have new versions of the flash Hawkman, Green Lantern, Adam, which is how we have
2: multiple earths.
1: Correct. See, you can learn. Mm -hmm. You're not a dullard. Mm -hmm. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, you can find us on social media at GogoCheckPod. You can download us on iTunes or Stitcher or Spotify or wherever you get your free downloaded, uh, what do we call this podcasts, podcasts from you can find me on this week's uh cinema chop shop um you can probably in some day in the future find someone from cinema chop shop over here
2: yes i'm sure so just
1: get listening right now and you'll be prepared um anything else to add
2: um
1: nope summer's nope. almost over Summer school's almost about over. to start yeah and we're going to see sting at the park Oh, is that next week or the week after that? Week after. Oh, my God. That's the first week of school. I know. That was bad planning. but It was. But still to... it's Sting. When, right. Come on, right? Right. Maybe Trudy will be there. We could sit with her. He's on a world tour. Is he? Yeah. Well, she's certainly with him. Yeah. Unless she's home tending their...
2: This Scudges Garden. Yes. And grandchildren.
1: And a lovely manor home, I'm sure.
2: Oh, they have one in England, too. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. Uh, that's all.